0: Hey everyone welcome to another episode of the stone genius this is Roe. i am the stone genius you know me i'm often stoned i'm always a genius i am very excited today to have a special guest i'm always excited to have guests i'm always excited just to talk to you all but i am very excited about the guest that we have on today her name is olivia larue she is a courtesan and a madam, and I am going to let Olivia kind of explain what that is. Hello, Olivia. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Rose. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored.
0: So let me ask first of all, so I as a genius, I sometime ha- I sometimes have to tell people that being a genius doesn't mean you know everything, and I will say that Cortison is not a word that I was familiar with. I assume that it had something to do with the old term courting or had a derivative, something of that nature. So can you explain what is a cortison? What is that? Like I said, I don't think I have ever heard of that term before.
1: Okay. I would be more than happy to. Define it. And I'm looking it up on Google. So I'm going to read it straight off of the Internet. Okay. A courtesan and mainly in historical context is a prostitute, especially one with wealthy or upper class clients. There we go. We have to love
0: Google being able to being at your fingertips. If we would have talked 40 years ago, we would have had to look up in an Encyclopedia Britannica or something with that. It was so um <laughs> so so that is so uh, a prostitute with wealthy clientele. Now you are based in you are in Nevada, correct?
1: You are correct.
0: Okay, so that is so can you what is the state of pr- I guess, I guess. Let me give you the the opportunity to explain what you do as a courtesan. What kind of just explain to the audience what you are, and then I have a ton of questions. So, just uh, just what your title is, what it entails, things of that nature.
1: I would love to. So, I like to use the term courtesan, and as opposed to the term escort. Or hooker I still use those words but I like courtesan because it it kind of imbues this vision of like high-class society art galleries and um, functions with hobnobbing with all these important people and that is what I do in my job I have clients and we go and we hobnob with important people, and we travel all over the world, going to really cool events. Um, not all escorts get to do that. Not all sex workers get to do that. Um, so that's why I call myself that because that's what I like to do. But so let me
0: ask this. Let me let me ahead. let me ask real quick then. So that's where you are now at a as a courtesan, that almost sounds like because of the clientele or the level of uh, of clientele that you have, that that's almost like a level that you built. So what, did you see yourself, think of yourself differently as you've been in this industry? And I guess that's another question, uh, like how long have you been in the industry?
1: Good question. So I've been doing sex work for about 10 years. Now, it's not been full time for ten years, right, but
0: is it currently full time for you?
1: Yeah, well currently it's full time in that not only am I a courtesan, I'm also a sex therapist, and so when I combine both of those jobs together, it makes a full time job for me. That's awesome. right on, thank you. well, so and that's in the, the beginning, other thing.
0: I want to mention up front too that I think it's important that people. This should be considered an industry, and I think that I've said it many times uh, when I complain about America that America was founded by Puritans, and it drives me insane. Like when people are, you know, too much. And and I will say that I grew up in a very conservative family, but I don't. Th- I was more conservative by approximation to everyone than it was anything else. And I remember I dated a girl from uh, Denmark and one of the first dates we had, she was going to change at our place, uh, my place. And um, she like just took her shirt off and I was like, oh, you're not very shy. And and the statement she made and has hung with me for 35 years was you Americans are so funny about the body. And I've never felt that way, but it, but I felt a lot of ways that uh, Americans do. They're concerned about what others think, and that was never me. Like I still at fifty five wear a speedo to uh, the pool. I am thin enough that I can get away with it, and I like to be tan as much as possible. So I don't care about the other people, and 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 that's why this this the thing about the industry I think is so important because. There are a lot of people out, out doing the sex work, I guess you could term it for, I don't have a better term, maybe you do for it, but um, that, that get marginalized, that may be uh, human, tra- the, there's a lot of things that keep it in the shadows. So there in, in Nevada, it's very different. How is that, that setup there? And have you... I guess you've been in it for ten years. Were I were you in Nevada when you began?
1: Yes, I've I've been in Nevada for the last seventeen years. Okay. And the way we structure it here, um, people think that brothels are legal everywhere in Nevada, and that's not true. The we have uh, we have a few cities in this state, um, and in the city limits, brothels are illegal. Okay. In the county that those cities are in. Brothels are illegal. So I'm in Reno and that's Washoe County and in Washoe County. No brothels on the county borders Brothels everywhere. It's the same with Vegas. That's uh, Clark County There's no brothels in Vegas, but on the edge The outskirts of the county. That's where all the brothels are so people say oh That's different for you because prostitution is legal. Well, yes and no but now here's what I like to tell people Many cities have municipal codes that make it legal to be an escort. You just have to do your research. Right. So you know it. You kind of got to throw it out the window. This concept that prostitution is illegal, and I can't do that because I won't be. I don't want to do illegal work. Right. It's just not true anymore. It's a fallacy. So yes, there's brothels. No, I've never worked in a brothel. I'm an independent courtesan. Nothing against the brothels. I just have a family. Right. In order to work in a brothel, you have to commit to two weeks to a month of being there on property. And I can't commit to that.
0: Oh, they can't even leave the property.
1: Well, they can if they have their driver with them and they, you know, have to sign in, sign out and all this stuff. And I am American and I really love my freedom. Yeah. And to me, that sounds mm, a little stifling. Now, I get it for a girl that's in, let's say, you know, The middle of nowhere in the Midwest and this is an opportunity to get out of her small town. She's going to go work in a brothel. Hell yeah. Right. Go girl. Get it. Great. It's just not for me. Right. I have nothing bad to say about it. And it's the same with the girls that are standing on the street corner. That's great. It's just not for me. There's so many different ways you can be a sex worker. I'm not a cam artist because I don't really like computers that much. Right. I like interacting with people in person, one-on-one or two-on-one, if I get that chance. That's always fun. <laughs> and <laughs> I've always
0: thought that has been odd since OnlyFans has been around. Now, I will say this, and everyone thinks it's odd. I have an OnlyFans channel. I've never posted to it. I've had it for probably a year. I've always said I would do it, but I <laughs> then then I'm like, who's going to pay... To see a fifty-five-year-old guy, no matter what I look like, do any give me any money I- except maybe to turn the camera off. So, but it, <laughs> it, it seems weird that like online it's okay, but then if it's like in person or or you know even if it's not in person, but you know not behind a screen or something mm-hmm. that 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 type of work is like if someone says they're an OnlyFans, they still may get some pushback oh really like a a negative pushback i i think it's i i I don't know nowadays how even people think about that but i think if people tell you that if you're to say you're a courtesan that people may be taken a little bit more back by that have you found that to be the case when you use certain terms
1: yes i found that to be the case but i like you don't give a shit about what people think about me
0: that, and, and that's, you know, the, the funny thing is I think that for a lot of the people that don't like me, it's for that reason. It was mm-hmm. the same reason I wasn't a big Trump fan and it was, I, everyone has different politics. I don't care if you have different politics. In my my problem was that he got away with shit and everyone's like, oh, that's okay. He speaks the truth. And I'm like, well, I, when I speak the truth, I'm an asshole. So it was more about the way that people are, are you know, treated about that. But You know, it's my wife and I, as I have gotten older and this may just be that she's wanting to get out of sex at this point, um, or just for (laughs) it to slow down in the, in the frequency. But we've talked about that because there, we live in a very affluent suburb of Kansas city. There are a lot of older women and I say older, but I mean, I'm in that category now, 55 plus, but I've kept in shape and stuff. And my wife's like, you should look at being an escort, which, by the way, I have done my research and I have seen, because we're just going to jump to that part. Where did I put my note? You have a mentoring program.
1: I do. Yes.
0: So, so here's, first of all, I'm going to ask the quick question. Can men be part of your mentoring program? And the second longer question, what, what is the mentoring program? How would you help someone that was, so... Would you? I'm sorry. There's so many questions here. I get it. But this is my brain. Um, like, do people like explore? Like, is it even exploring like, oh, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to like retail and they try a retail job and they're like, oh, didn't like that. I mean, or do they do people? I I guess I don't really understand how you get into the industry.
1: Mm hmm. Well, that's a very good question. Um, Yes, men can be escorts. Yes. yes. I'm happy to mentor men. They have a, a little bit of a harder time getting into the industry than women for, you know, obvious reasons. But and do you never th- say never. Well,
0: why do you think <laughs> that? I mean, it seems weird. So my wife and I have been watching this uh, thing on Hulu about Chippendales. And the mm-hmm. thing is funny is I've only been to a few strip clubs in my life. But there, the, the men were fairly docile. They were, like, just staring at tits and ass, and they are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe what I'm seeing. And I, I could see it at home, so I was, I mean, I just never got into that scene. But men seem docile, and, like, we're watching Chippendales, and every time I've seen women represented like around male strippers it's like women are insane like they can't right. like they're screen and so that's why i think it's kind of odd that they're just me personally why they wouldn't if they have that type of reaction why wouldn't they be looking for a type of companionship where they just have a companion you know cuz i know a lot of questions here i want to i want to mention a video that you had mentioned about 80% of your job being something I did not think it was either. Listening. Yes. That that <laughs> blew me away. Listening. And then you also mentioned cuddling, which I, I thought was mm-hmm. funny because I was like, well, my wife's out. She's, she doesn't cuddle. I've tried to put my arm on her post coital and whew, gets thrown off sometimes. So she's not the cuddler, but I did think that was interesting that you said that a majority of your job was talking and cuddling.
1: Snuggling. Yeah.
0: Is is uh, that a is yeah. that a fun part? What's What's the most fun part of the job? Because I know that most people that would think about your job would be like, well, for a guy, they'd be like, well, it's the sex, you're having sex. But is it Is it <laughs> the the other stuff? Is it the the communication with people and the the building of that relationship?
1: I think um, the most part, the most fun part of my job is. Yeah, it's snuggling, listening, building relationships. Sometimes the sex is the most fun part of my job. Sometimes it's not. Um, sometimes it's the second most fun part of my job, right? Right. Um, the least favorite part of my job is the screening, but it's necessary.
0: So do um, you, because I have I have seen the, the information uh, that you sent over and did, did some research and things, but... Like on your, because you do some traveling sometimes as well. I mean, mm-hmm. so your screening process has to be, everyone needs to be vetted very well. Have you been able to keep circumstances, like bad circumstances at bay because of the, the vetting process that you do?
1: Yes. Of course, in the beginning, I did not have a mentor. Nobody taught me how to do it, and I made some bad decisions based on mostly desperation. Um, And and that's how I learned how to be a better screener. So, there's, (laughs) I always tell people, you know, in the moment I really wanted that three hundred dollars, but now I'd gladly give that three hundred dollars back to not have those memories. Right. Hey, that's just that's that's the job and I don't put myself into those situations anymore and I don't put the girls that I mentor into those situations which is really the selling point of my mentorship program it's like okay girl you can go out there and you can learn the hard way and that's fine or you can let me hand pick your clients and have a really good time and make a lot of money and see which one you like better and then you probably won't feel too bad about having to give me a percentage so
0: do you have to, I mean, have you in the past had to have, tell a client, no, not again. And how does that, or is it, they don't even reach out like at the end of something are you like, yeah, I can't do this with you again. Or do you wait? And if they reach out again, then you're like, no. Or have you ever been in a situation like that?
1: Yeah, that happens. That does happen. Um, sometimes clients think that just because they're loaded with cash, that you know, I'll accept any sort of behavior, and that's not true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, everybody has a price, and maybe if you wanted to add a couple zeros to that number, I would put up with that crap, or right. maybe not. Right. You know.
0: And um, that's that's hmm. what it's all about. I mean, y- <laughs> mm-hmm. you you have a like I said, uh, you know, a long time ago, I, I used to say I I wouldn't do anything, I wouldn't do something for, you know a certain amount of money but now that I'm older and wiser I'm like eh I'd probably do that now. I mean you 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 think about things differently <laughs> and and how they'll react in that but what's when you're interviewing clients do you get many that are referred to you or like how is that Like not, I don't want to say solicitation process, but like, like you know, like if you were a real estate, not a real, like a uh, a, an insurance agent, you know, you would go to a party and be like, oh yeah, hey, how's your life? I got home, auto, and all, and you you would you would talk about it that way. Is that something that you can do or are willing to? Bring up in situations, or how would that lead into being introduced into a new client, or what you do that may lead to a potential new client?
1: Well, I have a perfect example of that. So, when I travel and I'm on the plane, uh huh, first sitting, class, like I, nice, yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's not, sometimes it's comfort, you know, right? Whatever, but it don't matter. You know, we're talking about our jobs, right? right. I bring it up. I tell it every time cause I'm not going to see this person again and I don't care. And nine times out of 10, the person next to me is very interested. And you know, if they're a woman, especially they get really excited about it. They have a million questions and really? man, I see the gears turning and I have met some really good clients by just giving them my business card and telling them what I do on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's... that's the whole like not being ashamed, you know,
0: yeah, and, and you do have to do... I mean, sometimes you just have to... So one of my dilemmas with this particular show is the name The Stone Genius. I've had people nice. actually say, well, oh, I can't be on a, a, a show that has the word stoned in it. And I always have thought it's funny <laughs> that they, they're more concerned with the, the stone <laughs> than they are the genius part of the show. But, you know... It, I was going to change the name of the show. I used to have a, a another show called the Roro show. And I was going to go back to using that name. But I finally, I was like, you know, if they don't want to be on my show because of the name of my fucking show, then they don't need to be on my show. I mean, there's no one that I want to talk to that badly. I'm not embarrassed and I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to change the name of the show and then have to explain why I changed the name of the show. I would rather say, Hey, would you like to be on my show? And if you would have said no, that would have been fine. So, I mean, I, I I applaud you that, you know, to anyone that is able to disregard many of the shackles that we have about just being honest. I, I always say, if you listen to a person talk, they'll tell you exactly who they are. And the and the cool thing are the people that just are honest up front and, and tell you things. Um, let's see. I had... Let's see if I had any interesting notes when I was up in the middle of the night. Uh, I did want to ask about um, going back to the mentoring. What, like if someone reaches out to you for the, to be mentored into say someone just reads out and says, I'm interested in learning more. Mm
1: -hmm. What
0: happens next after that?
1: So what happens next is we will schedule a zoom call and we'll talk about it and I want to see their face and I want to see what they look like and how they present themselves. And then if all's good and all's a go, then we start working. I take, I either take a retainer. So it takes a lot of time uh-huh. to get somebody going. Now if they don't have a retainer and do it a little bit different and I say, okay, well I'm going to take a higher percentage, blah, 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 whatever. That's just the business mechanics, right? Um, we get some pictures. I take the pictures. I get them a new phone number, website, landing page, the whole nine yards, put some ads up, all that. In the beginning, when you're a fresh new escort, there are <laughs> there are people out there who love to mess with escorts. And I didn't realize that until I experienced this. Meaning? And that's, like, all they do. What,
0: yeah. what do you mean, mess with? Like, like like get you or just try to set it like they're going to set something up and then it never comes to fruition.
1: Waste our time. Okay. Um, see how far we will go. Like, you know, and that, it's bullshit. There's just so many bullshit artists out there and they're crazy and they're weird and they, and they get off on it. They must get off on it.
0: Has it gotten and worse then? over the time that you've been in? <laughs> you say you've been doing this for 10 years. Has it gotten worse over that 10 years?
1: It's um, it's probably stayed the same.
0: It has, okay. It's and I did see uh, at least. So here's another thing. I I saw all the glowing reviews of yours uh, on your website, and then um, but I mean that's also amazing because almost everyone talk. No one mentions. That's why sometimes I feel weird because I feel like that is part of the job, but it's not. I mean. I feel like even me, before watching your video, feel like it's a a higher percentage. Like, oh, well, you have me for an hour, so we're going to be doing what we're going to be rolling around for the next 59 minutes. And that's not how it is.
1: No, it's not how it is. Some guys come in thinking that's how it's going to be. And, you know, maybe it is for them. But mm, when's the last time you were able to fuck for an hour straight?
0: Right. Oh, exactly. And that's why, you know, I, I it was funny because I think that the number you used was 80%. And I actually mentioned my wife, the same exact thing. I go, well, 80% of an hour is still 12 minutes. And I go, I don't know a lot of guys that can last 12 minutes. <laughs> she, that was her reaction too. So, but I mean, it, it was, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, I get it. And I mean, and I say this weirdly, so and my wife is well aware of this. I before I met my wife, I slept with somewhere near a thousand women, and um, yeah, uh, and it was it was a physical act, and it's funny because so I lied to my wife about the number, and when people and I have to explain that because she didn't ask until after she was pregnant. So, uh, Mm. her and I do a a podcast called The Longest One-Night Stand. Uh, We literally... (laughs) It was supposed to be a one-night stand. The next morning, I said, I've met the girl I'm going to marry to my roommate, who has worked with this girl, who's now my wife. And then we found out a little while later, a few weeks later, that she was pregnant. So... um, I say, so when my, so when she, she was already pregnant when she asked, so I think I said single digits and then I kind of said I slept and then I finally, I let her do the math and try to figure out the frequency and all that. So I was with a lot of people. I always, it was during the eighties and nineties. So it was, it was during the height of the AIDS, um, crisis or the AIDS scare where everyone was afraid to have sex with everyone unprotected so mm-hmm. but it was always a physical act and it was always to me it was same way with my wife she there was a reason we thought it'd be a one-night stand like half an hour after I met her I was like you want to leave and she's like yeah so she left so <laughs> I just happened to do a, it, it, it so and I always tell her now I go would you have rather than me have been with X number of girls before I met you, and you were the last, or whether you would you have rather been the first girl that I was with, but then once we got married, I was with another 10. Hmm. And she was like, Okay, it makes it makes sense. But to me, sometimes it was just I mean, I was attracted to them, but it was a physical act. It wasn't like mm-hmm. it, and I I'm such a an upfront and open person that I I talk about that. I mean, I would just be like. And I remember there were times where someone would be like, it w- the conversation would be like, hey, you have a really nice Jeep. And I'm like, I'll take you on a ride for it if you want to have sex later. And they'd be like, well, will you buy me dinner? And I'm like, okay. I mean, that's how the conversation <laughs> would go. And um, and sometimes it is just that easy. So I understand talking, but this leads me to a question that I wrote down here. Do you ever get aroused during your your time with someone whether it's even not even during intimacy be just because or is it strictly transactional and this is this is what i do for a living this is oh, oh, have you ever had arousal during or is that even something you can or want to mention
1: well my philosophy on sex work mm-hmm. is if i can't get aroused during my time with my client then I am not a very good sex worker right right like yeah the client wants me to come most of the time sometimes they don't care if I come or not and then I don't care if I get aroused or not but but most of the time they're there because they want to feel like they're pleasuring a woman you know and so for them to feel that way I need to be pleasured right and so for me to be pleasured I need to be aroused and it's harder sometimes And it's easier sometimes, but it's my job to find something about the client that arouses me and whether it's how funny they are or how smart they are, how good they smell or how hot they are or whatever. It's my job to find it. Right. And it's my job to utilize it to receive pleasure so that I can do my job right. So they feel like they pleasured me. Right. Because it's not all about them getting off. It really isn't. Most of them are married. Escort save marriages because, like you pointed out, as women get older, we just don't want to fuck anymore, and that's fine, but they still want to stay married. Yeah. And, the, and I, men still want to feel like they know how to pleasure a woman, so they got to go outside and they got to outsource it. And good hookers know how to come. They don't have to fake it.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask that whether... I mean, whether it would be something that you could could fake. I mean... It,
1: Oh, definitely. I can fake it. <laughs> well, I mean, I would assume
0: that you could, but I mean, whether you would want to do that during the, the while you're with someone. I mean, it's, it, it, to me, that just, it seems like it would be part of it. My <laughs> Yeah. When I, I was talking saying. about this to, to my wife, so we had talked about previously, my wife and I, about me going out there are a lot of uh, professional women here that their husbands may not want to go to a black tie affair or do this mm-hmm. that you know do to things so you and they need someone there as an escort not an mm-hmm. escort entitled but you know someone to be there with it and I thought that would be good and my wife was asking she goes well would you have sex with them and I go well <laughs> I and I told her I go I think we both agree it'd be dependent on the amount of money Mm-hmm. And she, and and she, once again, she was like, okay, that's fine. But then when I said, well, the prettier they are, the less they're going to have to pay. That's when she was like, she goes, so how pretty do they have to be, be- before they become freebies? And I go, I don't think that would happen. But it, it was funny because I was just, you know, I started thinking about that and I will admit I am a shallow, shallow human. Like if you saw my, rea- my, 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 relationship with my wife you wouldn't think so my relationship with everyone else you would just go oh he's so shallow that's so sad <laughs> um, but I'm okay with that too so um but it, that's what I think would be hard for me I would uh,
1: yeah I and mean when men come to me asking about being escorts about them being escorts that's always what they say well what if they're ugly what if I'm not attracted to them and it's like well that's Part of the job. And so I have them do this exercise. I say, okay, sit here with me. And the next five women that walk through that door, you're going to have to fuck them. And tell me how you feel about that.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Tell me
1: the number in your head for that one. Right. A thousand, that one, 150. You know, right. And we go through this exercise and we're like, oh, okay. And so that's why my number is what it is because I got to cover all the bases. You know, I can't put on my website. Well, if you're hot, I'll do you for a hundred bucks. But right. if you're fat and old and ugly, oh, it's going to be like 1500 bucks. You know, it has to be like this middle number. Right. <laughs> that applies so, to everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so my wife and I, we, we joked One, she made the comment about, she goes, well, you'll just put a bag. She goes, if they were really ugly, you would just put a <gasps> bag on their head. And I said, <laughs> I go, if they're that ugly, I would put a bag on my own head. Ooh. I know. I was just, but it was just like, it, it, I was like, yeah, I so I I, I'm so shallow though. I really okay. am. I know.
1: You know, and you were talking about your number of women you sub with, yeah. and it reminded me that intelligent people are really horny. Oh you know, like, fudge! I mean, yeah, I the smarter and I, you are, the hornier you
0: are. I think that's why Bobby gets. I mean, so that's how she came up with the number, because I said, I go, do you think that I had sex more or less frequency? When I was single, or now that we're married, she goes probably more. I go well. Let's use the number that we have now, then, which was is still three, at least three times a week. And so I said, mm-hmm. I was sexually active for eight years before we met. There are this number of weeks. You know me that I wouldn't go back to the same well twice. So she like did all the number, okay. and the number she came up with was seven hundred and fifty three, and that's with. If all the other times I had sex was with just one person, which wasn't the case. And so <clears throat> but it, I never felt bad about that, because also the girl, there was never any time. It was always very upfront and very blatant. I mean, it's not yeah. blatant, meaning just like with my my wife. I just said I would like I remember at the bar, the first thing, I not the first thing I said or we didn't talk, but I said I would really like to kiss you. She goes, well, why don't you? So it was, you know, there was consent. There was everything. But, you know, there was none of this. Oh, well, it's too early. It's we just met hours ago. It's like, oh, my God, give it a break. Um,
1: And so you weren't a creep about it. You had consent. It's a one night stand. You communicated. Yeah, that's lasted 27 years. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm glad you don't feel shame about it. Cause it's hard to undo all that shame as a fifty-five-year-old.
0: Yeah, and I think it, yeah, and that's some people have said, "Don't you have shame?" And I go, "No." And I go, "You can't uh-uh. shame someone that's incapable of feeling shame." And I don't feel shameful about that. There is no—I mean, there is just nothing wrong about. I mean, I even remember—you know—I I mentioned the one about the Jeep. I had a really nice Jeep, and I had a lot of people say that. I remember when I started sha- so. I started manscaping back in the eighties and it was more because I had some knee surgeries, which required me to shave my knees to wear these braces. And so in the Mm -hmm. summertime, it looked like I had hair tube socks on. So I started shaving my legs and then I was like, well, that looks dumb to have shaved legs and then hairy arms and a chest. So I started shaving and then eventually I lost my hair. So I I shaved my head too. But I, I remember being at a bar once and it was in the summertime and someone's rubbing my leg and I turn around <laughs> and she goes, you shave your legs. I go, yeah. And she goes, that's, and I think we, I mean, it was always so easy for me, um, but it was never right on. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was great. But they kind of led me to thinking about, because that was, to me, it was a physical, it would have been almost the same as if I would have gone and played basketball or Basketball or done something physical. To me, it was something it's physical. It's a
1: sport, fuck.
0: Basically, what I
1: call it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was, it was fun. Fucking. I mean, it was
0: it was better than playing basketball, and I had a less yeah. likelihood to sprain my ankle. Now, I have been hurt during <laughs> sex a couple times, so but I, I wouldn't have sprained. Uh, I d- I don't want to curse myself. I don't want to say I won't sprain my ankle in sex, but I. The
1: likelihood is lower.
0: No, but I am starting to learn about. So I used to think sex swings. I was like, who uses a sex swing? And I oh, figured it out. 55-year-old guys use sex swings. I'm not picking my wife up at this point. Put her in a and harness have and have her, swings. yeah, <laughs> have her support herself there from the, the ceiling. And that, that uh, yeah. So, but yeah. how is it in a, so your term, not mine, sport fuck, and I do like that term, but... With when it's more transactional was that very difficult to get through at the beginning and has become easier or have you always just this is strictly a transactional yes I'm providing uh care to uh their soul to their being to to them themselves but it, it's really a transactional um situation uh-huh. did did that affect? you or has it at any point affected you and your, your work?
1: Okay. I think I understand what you're asking me. Emotional attachment to sex.
0: Yeah. Because mine Um, before it was like, how could you have sex? Because it was sex. It literally like they knew and I were, we were going to slap bodies for a little bit and then we were going to go on our separate ways. It would literally was, it would be like if I was a photographer and you came and I took your picture and I took your picture for 20 minutes and you went on your way. I mean, or so, like
1: when you go out to eat and you have a waitress for an hour,
0: right? Yeah. So, so when service. So with this, is it does the transactional part of it has it ever impacted? Because it, it sounds like your 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 pricing is fairly st- static. You said that you you try to p- price you know somewhere in between, not the highest, not the low, so t- to fall somewhere in between. So. Are there additional things that people could say, oh, well, we haven't tried this before. You'd be interested in this. And you'd be like, "Well, that would be a a specific donation or something of that Mm -hmm. nature.
1: Yeah, I hear what you're asking. So to answer your first question, it takes a certain mindset to be in sex work anyway. Some girls aren't going to make it because they attach emotion (laughs) to sex. I don't. I'm a slut. You're a slut. Yes, I am. Okay. I love being a slut. I've always been a slut. I've been a slut since I, before I even knew what sex was. So I have no problem with the whole transactional thing. In fact, it's better to not get emotionally attached to your clients. It's kind of stupid to do that because they're clients and they're paying you to fuck you. They're not paying you to be, you know, your friend or what all this, you can pretend you can pretend we can be friends for an hour, whatever. You know, we can have friendly texts once in a while. That's fine. But no, no emotion. Right. You have to be able to detach emotion from sex. Now, with your second question, which I hope I can remember, it was, do I upcharge for certain services? Right. Yeah, if you want to take a video, there's going to be some upcharge for that. If you want to – if you well, it's tricky because you can't say explicit sex acts over a text, right? Right. So they can't come at me with, like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and we're going to do this and how much for that? Right. Because that's entrapment and now I'm blocking you because you're trying to get me arrested. Right. So it's like we have to have this conversation in person and now that we're in person and I can see you and I can feel your vibe now we can talk about money. And yeah, sometimes when people ask for certain things, I need to ask for a higher donation because they either entail uh, more physicality than I want to give for the amount that I have posted or it's going to take more time or it's weird and I'm into weird. I can do weird. I love weird. Okay. Yay more weird. Um, but sometimes it's really weird. Like the guy that wanted me to pretend I was his 13 year old niece. Yes. There's an upcharge for that.
0: I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I think I have a sound for that. Uh, did you say 13 year old niece? I just want you to sit up. Why the would couch. they tell? Why couldn't yeah. they just be creepy and say a 13 year old? Or, or oh. no, that's still creepy. Why couldn't they just say a, a niece? My grown mm. niece? Why would I don't know? I, I don't know. What I, I can't get into their heads. That's uh, not
1: a good place for me to be.
0: <laughs> that is. So, yeah, so, so that, that's
1: creepy and weird. So, that's, that's going to lead me
0: pay. to uh, questions that I have on here, which is a two part. What is the oddest thing? that you did that you didn't think you would like, maybe you didn't even think about, maybe it was that being someone's 13 year old niece, but like, what is the weirdest thing that you did do? And what's the weirdest thing that you've ever been asked that you were like, fuck no. (laughs) Or maybe that wasn't the reply. Maybe it was more diplomatic, like, oh, I don't think that I'll be able to fit that inside my body or something to that nature.
1: Oh gosh.
0: I'd off still 13, 13, year old. Yeah, niece. That one's
1: oh. pretty weird. That one's up there. He wanted me to be his 13 year old niece and we had to do it on video. So, eh. so can,
0: can I, can I ask? Cause now I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So did, uh, is it like pigtails and like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, uh, oh my gosh.
1: It was hard. I I mean, it was difficult. It was difficult for me to pull that off. But I think I did okay, and it was involved like pigtails, squeaky voices, and oh my, you know. yeah, oh, Uncle Dave. Oh. Hold on, yeah, it's weird. It makes me grossed out. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, that's right. I'm your thirteen year old niece.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, baby, this is gonna be hot. Did it go something like that? <laughs> I Okay, I'm assuming that it went not exactly like that, but something like that. And here's another thing: I just looked at the the, the this note here um, because I have tried. So maybe my wife, I've been trying to get my wife to do like videos. I go, we have sex all the time. What all we have to do is hit record and upload them. I go and wait for the tens of dollars to roll in. And I told her, I'm 55, she's 47. I think we're both still pretty hot, even at our age. And so, but I have to remind her, I go, there. there is an expiration date on me, not for a living. I, well, there's that too. But I think that- whatever looks I think I still think I have at 55 probably won't be here much longer. So I keep trying to tell her, but on your website, you said that MILFs are that make the best escorts. Why?
1: Oh, MILFs make the best escorts because we know how to put up with a lot of weird stuff. You know, that makes Um, sense. We're really nice. We're older. So we're more experienced. A lot of my clients are like, no way. I'm not having sex with a 23 year old. No way. They don't know what they're doing, blah 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 blah. They like milfs because we just we can talk about stuff. A lot of the clients have kids and they want to be able to talk about being parents, you know. Or
0: thirteen-year-old nieces.
1: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. I like this, Uncle Bob.
0: That's right. You do. That, I hope that's in your head now. The next time someone asks you to be a relative of theirs, I hope those two voices are stuck in your head. So you're welcome.
1: Thank you for that. You're yeah, welcome. No charge, I hope. Um, no. Where were we? Oh, we're I talking about
0: we were MILFs. Distracted. One of my oh, favorite milf. subjects. My wife's a MILF. So hold on.
1: Yeah, MILFs are hot.
0: Yeah. And I have seen yeah. your pictures, very nice pictures on there. Oh, and who? Thank you. So, and then you, you had briefly mentioned this before. Um, But there was also someone, Holly Clark was on your, there's a link on your website. Now, I wanted to ask, did she, did you mentor Holly or did you just- Yes,
1: she was, mm -hmm. she was my first, mentee. And I've had many, but when they go off and do their thing, I take their pages down. So right now I don't have any and ladies, if you're in the mood, hit me up, but- Holly's my girl. She's like my best friend in real life.
0: Now, let me ask you this before we go on uh, with Holly. You said if someone is interested, do they need to be like you're in the Reno area, correct? Mm -hmm. Do they need to be in the Reno area or could they reach out to you if they are in a county or municipality or somewhere where they would be able to perform this type of work, whether or in some modified status, are they required to be in a certain, or will you help anyone from anywhere?
1: I will help anybody, anywhere. I okay. don't care if it's legal where you are or not. We'll figure it out.
0: Okay. Because so,
1: I want I want these girls to have feel safe and have someone to have their back. It's more important.
0: And do you than find they are? as a mentor that the are you still learning from the people that you mentor? Like they may come up with a question or things, or, or is it you just all you giving the information? Because I, I would assume that in 10 years, well, here's another question. As a courtesan, as opposed to what I would, like to me, I think of a, a, a prostitute, I would think if I was one, well, someone standing on a corner uh, doing multiple tricks in an evening. I guess that's how mm-hmm. it'd be said. With your clientele, how often are you booked? Or is that something you can share?
1: Oh, it just depends on my mood. And some days I'll be in production mode and I can do... I mean, the most I've done in one day was five. I haven't done that in a while. I'm getting a little old for that. But hey, when you're on, you're on, you know? So um, the most I'll do in one day now is like "Mm, two or three that doesn't happen that often. I'm a low volume provider these days because you can be, I can be right. Yeah. I'm picky. I'm busy and picky. I have all these reasons why I don't need to turn tricks the way I used to turn tricks, but new girls, (laughs) Hey man, that getting paid to fuck is addictive. And I remember the first time I got money to fuck and I was like, hell yes, I'm doing this as much as I can. And I did. And that's the experience that most of the girls get in the beginning. They're like, yes, line them up back to back. I don't care. Give me 15 minutes in between. And I'm like, all right, girl, let's go make that money, you know? And that's fine. And I'm ready to be there to help them with that. That's just not what I do anymore. And do I still learn from them? Hell yes. I had this transgender girl. She wanted me to mentor her. I didn't know shit about transgender girls. And I know a lot more about it now.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> That that is awesome. So, and that's you know, I was thinking about. It. I asked if men could do this at least. Well, at fifty five, I sometimes will find it hard even to go back to back days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember, I guess once in the last year we uh, twice in one day. So, I mean, I think I could still. But I, I just while you were saying that, I was like, I wonder if that would make it more difficult for a man or if a if a woman was going to see a man for that capacity is like, is that what she like? You said that the men wanted you to climax or reach orgasm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if the if women clientele going to a m- man, whether they would expect the same thing or whether they just want to get off. If If the guy can bring them to climax, they don't care. They don't, Need to be showered with stuff,
1: for yeah, lack of a better I think term. You might be right. I think yeah, unless they have this thing in their mind where maybe they were told they don't know how to suck dick or something, and so now they want to make sure they do or whatever. Right. But I, I think what women would want is like, yeah, you know, oral sex, maybe a good deep, dickin, and <laughs> snuggles, and to be listened to, right? right? And to have the guy like actually listen to them instead of tune them out, and. Because women love to fucking talk, so do men. And you know, blah 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 blah. And like to listen and be able to engage and ask questions and seem interested. It's a little bit harder than it sounds.
0: See, this pisses me off because this sounds like my perfect job.
1: (laughs) Give it a shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was funny because the first time, and it was my wife and our oldest daughter, they're like, Dad, you should become a, uh, an escort or uh, become have a find a sugar mama. And I was like, oh, and I go, well, if I become an escort, I'm assuming, I go, is there a minimum amount that I need to be paid? Because once again, going back to the hot girls, if I just said, yeah, it's only a buck. Do you got a dollar? Yeah. Can you, can you Venmo me? Perfect. Okay, let's get this done. I mean, they, they said, they go, oh, all you got to do is like, it was funny because they're like 8,000 a month. And I'm like, that's not even 100,000 a year. You And so I was like, I mean, I would have been happy with that. But it was just funny. I was like, wow, you think so little of me. You don't, I don't even get to six digits for you all. Um, wow. But it is something wow. that, I mean... I don't know now when I think about it now, it's never about the sex. Cause that's when Bobby and I talk about like, it would be more about the, what you said, the listening, the companionship. I mean, some people may want to go to a corporate event where they're having fun with the person that's on their arm and not the husband mm-hmm. that doesn't want to be mm-hmm. there. And I mean, I'm right. sure that my wife has had to go to stuff with me that she hasn't want to be at. And if she's like, Oh, I would gladly pay for someone else to go in, in my stead. Um, but that's when we talk about when it goes off the rails, when we start talking about sex and I'm like, well, yeah, hot girls are going to be a lot cheaper. But my, my, my counter to that was hot girls probably are not going to pay for a 55 year old guy to take them anywhere. So well, I don't, you never know. You never know. But that, and w- like
1: you said, you go to the event, you have to, you got to get dressed up. You have to own a fucking tux to begin with. No, how I do hide, hide,
0: a hide. nice Royal exactly. blue tux.
1: And then what woman wouldn't want a handsome man on her arm that's well-spoken and can converse with everybody, and then when they're done, he rubs her feet because she's been in these heels all night standing, yep. and then she gets a foot rub. Holy shit, yes, please, sign yeah. me up. I bet, you know, you'd be booked every night. Oh, my gosh. Seriously.
0: <laughs> I mean, and that would allow me to do my podcast more because I still have to have a regular full time job. And it sounds like with you, you're kind of able to massage your schedule to work in your favor, for the most mm-hmm. part. So I mean, that yeah. would be that would be a big plus as well. So I may have to fill out the the old uh, Liv Larue uh, mentoring packet there. Um, yeah. When I, so because we're kind of talking about escorts and, and meeting people and things like that, are there red flags that 100% stand out? The first time you start interacting with someone um, about, so you've met someone, and I don't know how, how it normally goes back, but you said like you talk to someone even if you're on a plane. So let's say you give they you give them their card, they reach out to you. But in your initial meetings, are there certain red flags that you become aware of where you're just like, nope, I know this, this goes no further?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Like I said before, when the initial thing is how much for a blow job, you know, and I'm like, right. no, sorry. Um, that's, that's easy. That's an easy one. But like, if they're hammered, I don't want to hang out with someone who's hammered. Right. Or I I raised the price significantly. Let me just say that cuz I have recently hung out with someone who was probably blacked out and had a lot of chemicals in them and um, it was obvious that they were hammered and I just kept taking their money, man, until their wife called on the phone and then I left. <laughs> but like that's not somebody I want to see again. That's not somebody right. I would even consider like a good client, right? I was just being opportunistic. Um <sighs> other oh, red flags if they're rude If they're rude to the waitress, the stewardess, anybody, if they're just, like, ingratiating or, like, rude, I don't want to hang out with them because they're going to be like that to me. Right. And I don't like feeling like that. You know, that's why I'm not a waitress anymore because I'm tired of rude fucks. So that's a red flag. And maybe I'm picky. Maybe I'm just being picky, you know. Maybe I shouldn't be so picky, but I think it's working out for me just fine.
0: But that, I mean, I think you... And I don't know. I mean, I think I would be picky. I mean, because I would, uh, I do not suffer fools lightly, which would be the thing that would probably get to me the, the most is I see. That's where I I may have trouble doing that is I don't know whether I'm good at small talk. I usually avoid it like the plague just because of the people (laughs) that generally bring it up. But I mean it's it it's so weird. I mean as I was getting ready to talk to you, I I don't remember being as nervous to talk to someone because I do think what you what you do is very misunderstood. Um and I I think that's a shame that it, it, it's misunderstood. Uh I you know, a couple of times when I mentioned that I was going to be speaking to you and I I didn't use cortisone because I hadn't even looked up the word yet. So I didn't use it. So I was using madam. They're like, what? And I was like, tried to give it. And they were just. I don't know. So it just seemed like there that there's still so much negative perception around it. And I, I wish that changed. Maybe our conversation today will help change that a little um, oh,
1: thank you. I agree. And that's why I am I do what I do. And I just try to be open. I try to connect with people. It's like, oh, your kid's in football. My kid's in football. Oh, they're on the same team. Hmm. Funny. I mean, the- <laughs> oh, I must be a human.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's I, but that's that's awesome. I mean, because I do get what you mean that sometimes people just need Rehumanize someone. Ours. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry interrupt you no no but they but they need that they they need to unload and they need someone that can listen and give them good feedback and that's amazing that you provide that service because it does sound like that's a majority of what your services are and the others need to be seen yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, i did want to ask you going to a more serious note because uh you do reference it on your website a little about human trafficking Uh, which is horrible. Is that a... Because I know that when they talk about uh, sex workers and the sex trade, they always try to directly tie it into human trafficking. I know that it is a a, a huge issue. Is that an issue in what you do or do you see that in your area? Or do you... Um, or is that even something that you can even? Is that even something you would be able to identify whether someone is in that situation?
1: I feel like the majority of the human trafficking that I see. Now I know there's a lot that goes on in the darkness that I don't see because I don't creep around in the darkness. Um, but it's like the massage parlors and the girls coming here from other countries, and that's what they're getting involved in
0: being forced into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I see that a lot. I don't know about where you live in Kansas City, but there are hundreds of massage parlors in Reno and we're not a very big city. Right. Um so I feel like that's the most that I see that's out there. I know the girls in the brothel's I don't think they're trafficked because they are very, very strict on that kind of stuff there. You have to go through all these hoops to even work at a brothel you have to have a sheriff's card you have to have a business license and you're not gonna go do all that if you're being trafficked but maybe the guy that's trafficking you will i don't know i don't i don't think it i've seen i've seen some girls that obviously look like they were pimped out
0: but Um, that that's
1: kind of in the gray area are you being trafficked or do you just have a pimp
0: right yeah, I just saw that, and that was one thing that, you know, whenever they mention it, uh, when they mention... And you are right. I guess that there was a, a thing many years ago here in Kansas City where they busted a whole bunch of massage parlors that uh, were doing that, and they were involved. And that, But that was the big thing, that it was human trafficking. And I did see that on your website, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, because I also want people to know that there's still as much fun as we're having talking about it and how information you're being about what you do there's still a dark side to this do you think that Mm -hmm. if all states became a little bit more even a little bit more structured like what nevada is that that would help reduce that or do you even know the trafficking
1: yeah i think if sex work was more accepted and more um, if there are more rules around it and, and more legal that the human trafficking might go down because people wouldn't have to operate in this dark area and be forced to get what they need and want in ways that aren't safe and healthy right right um, in parts of the country it's it's so taboo to be a sex worker and yet who if you want to have sex with someone for money, how are you going to do it? You have to go through all these devious dark ways to get to I don't even know. I can't even imagine it. Yeah. I'm so lucky and blessed to be where I'm at. And, and if, uh,
0: ugh. I did an what? episode on incels, which um mm-hmm. which I I was unaware real. I mean, I'd heard the term, but I'd never really given it much thought, and then after I did a episode and a half on them, I wish I never talked about them again. But you know the, the so the involuntary celibate. But I I often wonder if you know. The, but I don't even know whether because I'm like those guys need to get laid, but they can't. I mean they because they, they don't know how to treat a woman, and I don't know whether something being out. I, I don't even know because at first I was like, well, they just got laid. If sex work was, if they could find out, because then maybe they would be able to find out what women actually want. Because it's whatever they have, whatever they're giving, that's not what women want. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: and this is where we foray into my sex therapy business. Yes, let's talk about that. I work with that's kind of their position. You know, they, they don't know what women want. They're your age. They've had sex maybe once, twice in their life. Um, and we're working through these issues and they're involuntarily celibate, right? They don't wanna be right. celibate. And yet they're completely clueless and there might be physical factors that also add to this. Um these guys need some help. Right. You know, and what are they gonna do? And they can they can go to the massage parlor and get a happy ending, but that does nothing to help them towards their goals. No. because I I think celibate they, anymore.
0: Yeah, I think they need to learn. They never had someone model perhaps how to treat a woman haven't had uh the interaction that i i don't know because god i would when i was doing research on that i was like i cannot believe these people exist i mean i could but at the same time i was like i don't know it was just it was just Yeah. it was just very tough for me and that's why so on your sex therapy business is it what percentage of your clients for your sex therapy are also clients as you as a madam or a courtesan or is it, um, are they all, or are they just, is it always intermingled?
1: It's never intermingled. Okay, I try to keep them very separate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now do they wish they could intermingle? Yes. That happens often. It's a small town, um, you know, they, they can use the internet and they always think they're so clever when they text me on my sex therapy text, that they found my website over here my live my live website right they're like look what i found i'm like congratulations you can use the internet you know but no you right. don't get that because you're in therapy and you need therapy
0: right okay <sighs>
1: you yeah know? that may we can't go both ways
0: <laughs> that makes sense yeah i so say i hadn't even thought of that so well,
1: I, I just can't do it right <laughs>
0: yeah i and and I, I i think that that would be unhealthy for them Oh yeah. That could yeah, cause all, all all sorts of problems with it. So all
1: sorts.
0: what is your, you've been doing this for 10 years is, do you have, you obviously enjoy doing it. You enjoy the mentoring process of this as well. So w- what do you see the next few years for you?
1: Oh yeah. That's a good question. I would like to, I would like to get my biggest little escort service back up again because for a while there it was rocking i had eight girls i had a condo downtown it was awesome we were all making money and it was great and then COVID happened and they all left town all my girls that were working for me they went one way or the other to go be with their family right and the clients got freaked out and they jacked all the rates up in rent here in reno and we had the sprawl come over from California, and it was just bad. So a series of unfortunate events for my business happened in between 2020 and 2022, which forced me to be solely independent with nobody to work for me, and I'm sad. So hopefully hopefully I'll get some more girls in, some more women in, not girls.
0: Maybe a man.
1: Maybe a man or two. There you go. Maybe a straight man, maybe a gay man transgenders i don't really care you
0: know yeah see that's that's the thing (laughs) is when i heard about porn is that i hear that guys that do straight porn don't make any money it's all in gay porn and i think guys are disgusting so uh that's just my own and i i think i'm disgusting too i mean i think i'm one of the (laughs) least disgusting people and i'm glad my wife doesn't think it but i just so i was like so who knows that maybe, maybe you'll have a Midwesterner come out there. Oh my gosh. I'm so old. Wouldn't that's that not, that's great. not what they need. I oh, know. You
1: never know. I even know. Just get better with age, you know, and to be honest, I don't really even see men that are younger than 50. Mm-hmm, I shouldn't say that, but it's kind of true. Like, so if is that just? If you're a client of mine and you're under fifty, you're a lucky bastard.
0: Is it because they're more difficult to talk with? It's just what what, what makes men over fifty a more desired uh, target demographic well, right
1: now? Their ego has chilled out a little. These men in their thirties and forties—they're like so ego-driven, right? And also, let's talk about porn culture. They learned how to fuck from porn. So now we have to deal with that. And that's. Is that not, not how
0: it's done? done.
1: No. <laughs> well, you've huh. had sex with thousands of women. So you know how Yeah, it's done. I know exactly how it's done. And this was before done. the internet, even. So you had to learn the old fashioned way.
0: We had, uh, we had to actually look at pictures and magazines. None of this having it on your phone. That's ridiculous
1: means and i like, don't want to can i don't want to have this dialogue with my partner like you like that you like that you like that suck that cock suck that cock shut the fuck up <laughs> i cannot have a good time if you're constantly coming at me with this porn language some women like it yeah. i'm not one of them
0: <laughs> yeah now has has have you found let me ask you this because i am oh uh, i'm gonna tie my wife no. i'm gonna tie my wife in this i just had to my studio is also my living room. So I think one of my children are in town, but hopefully they're in their bedroom with their door shut and they don't hear any of that. So is there, has there been anything that maybe you didn't do before sexually that you ended up doing? i.e. i E I'll do it. So I, (laughs) we spent the first 26 years of our relationship and my wife didn't want me anywhere near her, butthole area and now she's found out just how sensitive that area is Mm -hmm. and so that has changed great that's something that has changed dramatically for us but so is something was there something that you didn't do and then someone said oh i want you to try this you're like okay i'll try then you're like oh that wasn't that bad
1: yeah there's some of that stuff um
0: care to share any of them because i may have to try one of these because
1: Well, uh, I've never had my nipples electrocuted before.
0: What the heck? I wonder if. No, go (laughs) ahead. So, so someone wanted, and how was it?
1: It was interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I would do it again. I I mean, I'm not going to go seek it, but I didn't buy the gizmo that does it. But definitely, it was, it was, it was an interesting sensation. And they connected the ones that went to my nipples to my clit. And I was like, okay, okay. I can see how this would be
0: a thing. See, I think um, I've seen too yeah. many horror films where the <laughs> voltage goes from like <laughs> nine to a million and you're like, hey, this feels really... <laughs>
1: yeah, so... It's I, a trust exercise. To
0: well, it's you. also, I'm a stoner. So there's a lot of me that still has paranoia <laughs> in it. So, <laughs> yeah, so, hey, hold on. What are, you, what are you hooking up there? Okay, I'll try anything once. So... um yeah. Man, I am yeah. so glad that we had a chance. To, I I was so nervous about talking to you. And just like I think you do with your clients, you have been just amazing to talk with over the last hour.
1: Aww, I just want to tell you that. I had a really great time on your show, bro. Thank that, you. Yeah,
0: I hope to have you back sometime. And then we can just talk about you and I and just life in general or whatever because you – very, very – I mean – I I understand every single review that was written because, like I say, almost all of them Aww. talk. I think uh, if you had to do a word search and find the most common, it was sparkling eyes, beautiful smile, and a great listener. I mean, I think that's where the most common threads in in your reviews. Aww. I did read Thank most you. of them. Yeah. So you? I, th- I yeah. Well, I I I wanted to. I mean, I. I, I was very interested because, like I say, and I—I'm not kidding. Bobby and I have talked about this because, I—I I love suits, and like I said, I have a, a tuxedo. And when I, but so last year I had to, I had, I changed weight, not really on on purpose. I had lost some weight. Um, no one really knew why, and so none of my suits fit. I got rid of them, and I and I ordered new suits, and I ordered a. They're all custom and I ordered a custom tux. My wife's like, why would you order a tuxedo? I go, because when you have a tuxedo, you will find places to wear a tuxedo.
1: (laughs) It's true. And it's true.
0: It's about that and about the suits too, because we went to church and it was funny. We went to church last week and we walked in and I could, I could see the other women looking at me wearing a suit and then looking at Bobby, then they would look at their husband's Like, why are you in church wearing gym shorts and a T-shirt? You're going immediately to hell. So, so I do. So I I feel like there might be a market out there for someone like me, but I, I am glad after talking to you that you are out there and that there is a market for you because I mean, I, the, the physical stuff uh, aside, I, I think the service, I mean, talking to you, your voice, you can hear, that, that's one of the things that, you know, when you do s- spend some time talking to someone, you can hear in their voice the inflection and things that you enjoy what you do. You really enjoy the relationships that you have with your clients. And that that's really amazing because I don't think a lot of people that started listening to the show may have thought that that's the type of relationships that you would have.
1: Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions about sex work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there are. I mean, do you do you ever feel like it's part of your mantle to help dispel those or do you just say it doesn't matter? I'm just going to do my thing. Or do you try to dispel them when you can?
1: I try to dispel them when I can. And I feel like it is part of my calling as I get older to do even more advocacy work just dispelling them,
0: yeah, yeah, and that's why I, I appreciate. Love to
1: start a union, wouldn't that be great? We could it all would have be have health insurance. Holy shit! It, <laughs> it would be. What have thought? <laughs> I
0: watched, and I think it was Amsterdam. Is that where they have the red light mm-hmm. district? I think it was a Vice thing, and I thought the way they did it there, like the the women all had rooms, they would talk to the person on the outside whether they came in or not. It was regulated. They're just se- it just seemed like a very adult way to promote and promote sex workers or, or that type of industry. And, and I do agree with you. A a union would be amazing because, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't just have, I would think physical in person, but I, I think it would do all sex work, even you know uh, OnlyFans stars and stuff, because they—I mm-hmm. don't know any of them. I mean, like I say, I have an OnlyFans, and I'm not a star because I've never posted a video. But I would assume that they have issues too—that they're going to have the same type of issues that Challenges. you have. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe one day, you know, we're going to keep working towards it.
0: That's awesome. Man, I, I am so glad that, and, and, and I'll be honest, you reached out to me uh, to be on the show, and I am so glad you did. I, I will tell you that you were the first person that I reached out to uh, to have on the show uh, a couple weeks ago when this happened, and we, we thought we had a date, and then it, it, it uh, Google calendars changed the time and things, so it sent things out of whack. So I am so glad that you were available today. I mean, I, I'm
1: so glad you made time for me. Thank you.
0: I mean, it, it, you know, you, you have an amazing voice. You have, uh, the, the way that you, you talk. I mean, it just, I, I can feel it on this end. So I, I can, I can just imagine that, that, you're the people that you deal with and the clients that you have. Um, I, I see why you get such raving reviews. So I want to thank you so oh. much for being on the program
1: that's very kind of you to say it is my honor and pleasure to be on your program thank you for being so open-minded and kind-hearted and lovely to talk to
0: well thank you very much and i mean like i say i i hope to have you on and next time we can just talk about you and me or what's going on in our lives or what's going on in the world so like i say you're you're so wonderful to talk to i really appreciate the time Thank you so much. And let me know if you want
1: to start up your side hustle. Yeah, you may
0: see As a something. Dilf. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's funny because our oldest a few years ago, like, like I'm an idiot. I mean, the, I, I, I don't understand why they didn't think that I would know the word DILF. And because my daughter <laughs> said something and she just looked at me like, and I go, what do you not think I know what that word means? And she goes, well, do you? And I go, do you not think I get called that on a daily basis? And just turned around and walked <laughs> out of the room. So, but she now she now has a sweatshirt. That same child has a sweatshirt that says, "Do Dilfs, not drugs." Now I I disagree with that. I think you can both do Dilfs and drugs. So just you, you just definitely do.
1: Definitely do Dilfs and drugs. Yes, you just not need. your to,
0: Yeah, just in moderation. Yeah. And I think I would have to draw the line. I'm glad I don't have any nieces, but that oh God. that 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 is gonna stick with me for a while. I I will tell you this. So um, I'm glad that this story came. At my wife uh, last year got or a couple of years ago did braces, and they were clear braces. But there would be every once in a while I would look at her and I would just be like, "Eesh." I mean, just because of the braces. So I'm glad that your story about the 13-year-old niece happened after my wife had braces because I probably might not be able to touch her again. I'd have to have her look the other direction. Oh. Oh, wow. That story, (laughs) that is haunting that someone... I wish there would have been a camera on your face when that was asked. Because I would have just... I don't think you... I'm not sure that's a question where you can hide your initial reaction.
1: Luckily, my back was turned to him because I was sitting on his lap.
0: Well, that's good. I'm glad that he wasn't able to see that because that, I don't know, man. Like you say, I guess I would have had a price. Actually, I would do that. If someone asked me to dress up like their 13-year-old niece, I would do it.
1: Uh, That's something I would like to see. And you could put that on your OnlyFans page.
0: I probably could. Yeah. See, there's, there's things I could do. Man,
1: I'm here to help, you know, <laughs>
0: I know you are. I appreciate it, man. It has been such a pleasure talking to you You are an amazing individual and I'm glad you reached out. I think that you and I are going to stay in touch and, and I look forward to that. So uh, thank you so much Aww. for being on the show.
1: Well, you're very kind and I had a great time and you're obviously a genius. No matter what anybody
0: else. Oh, thanks. And do you want to, are there any Instagram website, anything that you want to promote for yourself before we sign off?
1: Sure. I would love to promote my website. It's ww.livlaro.com L-I-V-L-A-R-U-E dot com. And go Check see it. It, it. it is it a, is mm-hmm. a
0: great website. There is plenty of information. Um and like I say, that's where I read the reviews. And I think people will just be after listening to you on there, on here, they will not be amazed by those reviews. I will just tell you. It, listening to you will have ruined it they, they'll read those reviews and go i get it when i read those reviews i was like oh i can't wait to talk to you and now that now i understand so for, so for everyone else thank you so much for listening to the show i will talk to you next time my name's Roe. i want to thank live larue for being on remember www.livlarue.com. talk to y'all later
1: thanks bye bye